0: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash impact. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Star Wars Minute. It's the daily show where we analyze, scrutinize, celebrate Star Wars, a solo story, one minute at a time. My name is Alex Robinson from AlexRobinson.fun.
2: My name is Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.fun. And I'm Stuart Wellington, uh, one
0: third of the Flophouse podcast and owner of the bars Hinterlands and Minis, both located in Brooklyn, New York. Well,
1: thanks for closing out the week with us here, Stuart. My pleasure, Alex. Uh, And you too, Pete. Thanks for closing out the week with us. (laughs) Um, My job. We're here to talk about minute one, two, five, 125th minute of Mm -hmm. the movie. Um. It starts off with Lando telling Han. He knew Han was kidding about Chewie tearing uh, Lando's arms off. Uh, and it ends a minute later with Lando uh, starting to s- poke around for his little cheating device mm-hmm. to see if he can find it. He's looking for something. He's looking for something. Um,
2: but uh, This is so the big what- <sighs> gambling scene. The big yeah, wagering
1: yeah. about uh, the falcon or falcon.
2: Based on the the faces in the room, I'm guessing that none of us had the right answer for what Lando knew.
1: Oh yeah, no. we still gotta have, we still have to uh, answer that. Does yeah. anyone want to share their answers, uh, Stuart our guess? What did you have for your know. you first? Uh, wait.
0: Uh, what Chewie was saying all along.
1: Oh. Ah. he knows. Uh. Oh, he's what got about that, you, Pete? You know? What you have for your answer? Lando said,
2: "I knew blank." It says, uh, says, "I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine, Senator. You're no Jack Kennedy."
1: Oh, I so like I,
2: it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I didn't. I thought that was a long shot, but you know, what's that guy's name? Lloyd Benson. Lloyd Benson. Yeah, Lloyd Benson.
1: B e n s o n, like the governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put down. I knew what boys liked. Mm. So a big waitress fan there, Lando. Yeah. And um, so, let's get into the minute at
2: hand, shall All we? Right. Um. So where's my cut? Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I've been doing this podcast for nine years now. Where's my cut?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um No, nine, I mean nine years? That's not bad. That's adorable. <laughs> well, thank you. We're, uh this month marks fifteen years of the flop. House. Wow. <laughs> wow. That that is wild. Wild. congratulations. That's do you know how what many movies you guys have done?
1: What was many, that? Do you know how many movies you guys have done at this point?
0: you know if somebody was good at being a podcaster they would probably know but i'm mm. not good at being a podcaster so i don't know but no, I f- a lot I think you're too good that you don't need to know yeah yeah, yeah that's what i tell my therapist mm-hmm. um it uh yeah it's been uh, it's been a long and winding road <laughs> mm. Wrong show. um and we've only done i think we've only done two Star Wars movies on the show i think we mm. did attack of the clones as part of a as part of a like a podcast jam and we all did right. uh we did an episode on rise of skywalker right
1: after we all saw it cuz we were all fired up mm. <laughs> Well, hopefully we can get you guys back together to talk about it one more time next year. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. For our classic, like, hour-long episodes. (laughs) I feel like our Return of the Jedi episodes, I remember when we recorded because I was like, yeah, we're just recording episodes of star wars minutes no big deal i got tickets to see oh, napalm yeah. death play that night it, it's easy uh and i missed every band on the bill except for the headliner which was napalm death and was incredible but i was like wow uh for a
2: big surprise elliot can keep talking about star wars <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll let elliot take the blame for that one because he's not mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. yeah exactly
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, uh, So, um. Yes, where's my cut? We didn't get to that. We were skirting the question, right? But it's mm-hmm. pretty bold for for uh, uh, Lando to come back after all that and be like, "Where's my cut?" I well, they know. came to him, I guess. So mm-hmm. they it's came true. To him. I
0: mean, if they came to him, he should. I guess it makes sense that he assumes they're there to give him his cut of the money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in a and in a way, they are because. He brought along a, the a cut, right? He brought along a
1: little taste the, of the coaxium.
0: Yeah, a little bit of the coaxium. Uh, but they have to gamble for it.
1: So yeah, he says the coaxium that he has there is worth ten thousand credits. Uh, so uh, as we learned in A New Hope, that's almost enough to buy a ship. Luke, uh, Luke claims, um. And in this case, he's right. It turns out you can get a YT one thousand freighter. The type of Millennium Falcon is uh, a brand new one would cost you eighty five thousand credits, hmm. but you can get a used one for only twenty thousand credits. So, so uh, so basically, hmm. uh, Han Solo was asking for half the cost of his ship for the for the for the fare. To, if you're uh, not to Alderaan. considering
0: the aftermarket modifications he's made sure. to the ship. I'm sure
1: that would be his argument, but you know those things lose value as soon as they fly off the lot. So right. uh, yeah,
2: um, it's a real but, hot yeah, and also of a ship. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look you know Luke Luke immediately thinks it looks like a piece of junk. So it probably there's right. cosmetic issues that would really bring that price down. Probably
1: yeah, not a lot of mm-hmm. curb appeal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, could this movie have ended without the? Could the movie have ended? Before this, did
2: we <laughs> yep, did it happen? could the movie <laughs> ended before this. It's a good question. Could, it, to ask. could yeah. minute 125 they, of uh, Did
1: they have to have a scene with Han? Did it have to end with him winning the
2: falcon? Basically, is the question or could it have left it no. This yes. I, yeah. This could have I mean even if you leave it for the opening, mm-hmm. the first scene of the next movie. Film it here. Mm-hmm. Hang on to it for your proposed sequel, which then never yeah. would have never would have mm-hmm. happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there to me, there's something kind of romantic about if the movie had ended with him and Chewie just kind of stranded on this beach planet. Like there would have right. been something kind of romantic about the two of them just like, OK, well, how are we going to get out of this one? Like mm, that right. to me is more interesting than uh, the tidy bow of him <laughs>
2: winning the Falcon in a card game. Then we'll roll credits over Han and Chewie in a little canoe, but they were going in circles because Chewie's rowing so much stronger than Han, and they're just mm-hmm. like like as we it's like a like a big kind of you know helicopter uh, or shot as we pull back on it, and the credits are rolling, and then Maybe then we get arguing some of that. a little, and yeah. Chewie's like no no yowling. Yowling. Dude, you go twice on your side, and then just going in circles. Oh, and then yeah, get, I like uh, that. We get some some you know 80s That's songs good. to play over it.
1: Um, I wonder if this was not Um, in a, I wonder if this was not in a version of the script because the, the, the poker scene here is like a low budget version of the earlier scene. The earlier one had tons of aliens and stuff in it. And this one all basically seems like humans you'd see walking around at galaxy's edge. Like they're just humans wearing this, like one Twi'lek. Yeah and then there's just like a bunch of people wearing kind of exotic hats and stuff. It seems like a much cheaper version which makes yeah. me think it might have been a reshoot thing that was
2: not in the original one. Well, let me tell you, let me let me talk for a minute about two of the people that are there. Okay. Do you know? Do you know any of the characters that are here? I know none of here? the characters because yeah, they're not.
0: Uh, in- One's Lando
2: Calrissian. <laughs> oh yeah! See, one point for Stuart. You gotta, okay. you gotta catch those, Alex. Sorry, I'm
1: not a nerd. I don't know every Star Wars <laughs>
2: character in the in the in the world. Um, we've got um, Wazelman, 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 Wazelman. I don't know. Sure. W a z e l l m a n. Who is uh, uh His species, he's a Wickwar. And if I tell you he's a Wickwar, you can guess who plays him. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. He's wow, a, he uh, really isn't all over the place in this he film. Yes. And then uh, Wazelman, the Wickwar, is a, is a, a kind of a. a Unsurprisingly, kind of a small guy. He's at the table. He's got kind of four eyes in an almost like a hood kind of a helmet kind of situation. He's got tentacles sticking out from the side. Uh-huh. Um, he's, uh huh. He's looks almost like a uh, like a Cthulhu blacksmith, maybe something like that. Cool. Um He's standing there watching it, and we also have uh, an alien called Pride Auli. Pride P R I D E. Mm-hmm. Space. A- space there is all in space star wars yeah um a u l l y I mean, by that by that logic every movie's in space <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right it's all in space come on die hard wall street Yeah, it's all in space
1: um 2001 <laughs>
2: um pride auli a-u-l-l-i is the one that is uh looks like it could be a droid but it's actually a human wearing armor and the yeah. armor is kind of reddish um and it, and it looks almost like a almost like a dirty uh, uh guavian death gang kind of thing uh-huh. uh like a rusty version of that maybe but it's an armored um human uh named pride auli and and why I think would both- i why would i know this character you would know that character if you, maybe you were uh going around uh, um Galaxy's Edge and Disney, either Disney parks and you use the datapad app, they pop up in the uh in the interaction some of the interactions that you have there. both of these characters I think are involved huh so I haven't been to uh, have you guys both been to I'm sure you've been to Galaxy's Edge, right what? I, I haven't once. Right, right. Uh, shortly after I moved out to LA, uh, before the pandemic started, there was a narrow window, and uh, we went for a life day with uh, with uh, our friend Casanthi Tan and some some uh, other listeners, friends of ours. It was it was a nice nice experience. We did Galaxy's Edge. The Rise of the Resistance was not open yet, so we didn't get to do that. But we flew well, the Falcon and we had some. If it's milk. open
0: now, the two of you guys need to get on that. That's true. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this. You've been doing a Star Wars podcast for nine years. You should nine. Oh boy,
2: wait nine years. Nine. A, that doesn't track. I can't. <laughs> um, you know, uh, here's uh, you know we were talking about the Hunt Solo card game, and uh, yep. when I was looking for this Magic the Gathering, right? That's the one. Um, when I was looking for this scene, I was looking for the for the like you know who are some of the aliens here. So I was like, oh you know Sabak scene and something and I started googling and one of the google suggestions made me um I'm not going to say sad but it made me want to hug somebody because I started typing you know sabac and and one of the top suggestions is can you play sabac alone <laughs> and I was like oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. you poor nerds <laughs> I want to hug you like um, <laughs> and uh woof yeah
0: that's like every time uh I've kind of backed off, but there was a while where I was, you know, I I was back in a fair amount of, uh, like, board game Kickstarters, mm-hmm. and almost every time there were people that were, like, really pushing for solo play, and I'm like, I get it, but it's also like, it feels sad now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, you know... I get you know. it, and also sometimes you just want to play a game by yourself. Sometimes you know, it's, but but then also, yeah, yeah. I had you know definite flashbacks to to, um, all the cool things that I couldn't do as an only child whose uh, parents were otherwise busy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my wife was an only child too, so she had a similar thing where she has no interest in games as an adult because. Mm. She people would always give her games like they'd be like hey you got this game for your birthday and she's like
1: who do i play with yeah oh <laughs> yeah my uh my wife said a story is when she was a child and she, was, she said oh uh, we were talking she used to play candyland by herself and for some reason mm. that seems especially sad to play by yourself because you know
2: it's like super like fun town and you're yeah. just doing it by yourself so mm-hmm. uh,
0: yeah I, I at least yeah. like playing mousetrap by yourself most of the fun is just setting up that mousetrap you
2: know totally yeah yeah yeah. really we, i dodged a bullet by not having anybody to play mousetrap with because i got mm-hmm. to skip the skip the boring parts. yeah <laughs> yeah okay so um, we're talking about the card game well yeah that so that was that that was that was where i was going with that but i i it, it suggested can you play sad back alone and i was uh i, I was touched but then I also started thinking about, you mentioned Magic the Gathering, and I think that's the, the closest I've come to this kind of scenario, where everybody's standing around a table, and there's a tense game going on, because I, as, as listeners may know, I used to work at Forbidden Planet, and we had a, a space that for a while was a gaming space, and we used to have Magic the Gathering tournaments, and there were, you know, the kids that were good which sometimes you know in like a big tournament that went on for a long time you'd end up with just the two you know a head-to-head at the end of it and everybody standing around waiting to see what happened and
0: winner's table baby top table
2: yeah it, it uh it's a i think that's the that's the closest i've come to this kind of scenario can you, can you guys i mean, Stuart, you play a lot of games you have to have been in that scenario before yeah i Either mean as, I played... as a spectator or a player
0: uh yeah i mean as a as a player i've definitely played in some like netrunner games that have gotten pretty intense uh and have drawn some uh onlookers at tournaments at gen con which is happening mm. this weekend right now oh, wow. um and i've definitely played i at one year at gen con i was in a uh, a miniatures tournament uh and we had stayed up my my buddy and I, who were both playing in this tournament with uh, painted models, I think it was War Machine was the game. And we had stayed up all night, like, finishing up uh, the paint jobs on our models so we could play with them the next day. And so we were super tired and uh, we were really punchy. And somehow, in luck of the draw, we got each other for the second game of the tournament. Hmm. And so we were just like, at that point, we're like, we don't care. And we're just, like, goofing around and making loud noises and like people, even though we weren't one of the better, we weren't better pl- like that high in the rankings, people were like coming over to our table because we were clearly actually having fun because in <laughs> a lot of those tournaments, people are like not having fun at all. They are like yeah, right. taking it so seriously. There's guys that are like nervously picking at their fingers till their
1: fingers bleed. And I'm like, this, this is not for me. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it probably help playing against someone you knew because you could both be, you both you know we could be silly buns and not worry yeah. about it yeah. yeah as if you were playing with some stranger
2: uh what about you I, you play a lot of games too yeah
1: um i have never my wife and we went through a phase where we were playing a lot of poker as i feel like i've mentioned on this show including at comic book conventions and my wife is a better poker player than i am and she frequently got to the final table of the poker match mm. uh which was exciting but uh the The catch was, by the time you got to the final table, it was really late, and so a lot of people had left. And then eventually, they're just like, "Hey, what do you say we just split the pot between us or whoever's in charge?" Because a little bit more, but it very seldom would actually play out all the way. Usually, you'd wind up just kind of uh, mm. so uh, not quite as exciting as this.
2: Uh, yeah, as this scenario you, that would be disappointing if if. Lando and Han were just like what do you say we just split this Huh? agreed to mm-hmm. co-own the ship together you get it out yeah. every alternate weekend and- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah well it probably works out for Lando because he's got to move it for parking you know true like, you just take it and then
1: <laughs> yeah um yeah and so then it pretty much ends with Lando uh, about to resort to
2: his uh, cheating his cheating trickery which it seems wow. like a really obvious cheating device
0: it yes. does yes it's you know, and it's like the oldest old school style cheating device but yeah
2: which i mean i guess it did you know it had to read as that to us watching it yeah uh-huh. so i guess it makes sense that it's that but then like once he's walking around like if he's just like you know he's got these big you know ralph furley uh wide uh, cuffs that are flopping around and he's like mm-hmm. hey moving his hand around so even han can see it And granted han's looking for it but it seems like anybody else would be able to say like, hey you know, while you're wearing your watch on the inside or something like, you know, at least calling attention to what that thing is. Mm-hmm. He, he only plays with really bad card players. Right. That's yeah, the, and, yeah. and still needs to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> <Good point>. So.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like for him, cheating is more, is the real game. Like being right. able to cheat and get away with it is more important than being good at
2: cards. Right. That's true. He doesn't even like cards. He just likes no. the thrill of cheating and winning.
1: Stuart, have you played any Star Wars games that you would tell yeah, people I mean, recommend? Uh that I recommend. Um, <laughs> I mean,
0: over the years, like I collected the old Decipher Star Wars card game. I don't remember uh-huh. it being particularly good, but uh I remember liking it. Uh I I like the old Star Wars role playing game. That was great. Um I played the more recent one that Fantasy Flight put out and it was all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did, re- I do really like um, Fantasy Flight put out the Star Wars Rebellion board game, which is a two or a four player game where one person is the Empire and the other person is the Rebellion. And it does a really good job of getting across that feeling of kind of like the of the original trilogy where the uh where the empire is trying to find the secret rebel base and the rebel base uh, the rebels are trying to drum up enough they're trying to stall the empire and drum up enough like local support to win the game uh Hmm. and it it inevitably leads to some fun conflict and uh it features a lot of the characters from the from the movies. It's it's and it's like a big game with like miniatures and crap. So it looks cool. Mm. Uh, you get to build death stars and stuff. It's great. Uh, mm. it, so if you're looking for a Star Wars game that's big and flashy and feel feels like Star Wars, I think Rebellion's pretty great.
1: Yeah, nice. unfortunately, the older I get, the less patience I have for games with a million pieces and piles. Yeah. And this is little chips here and these are coins and stones, yeah. and you, you know, it's, it's uh, I mean, it's it's a modern game.
0: So it is like, you know, it has a bunch of uh, a bunch of those components. But I feel like if you it's a pretty fun way, if, if you have a, a buddy who is also a Star Wars fan, it's a pretty fun way to kill, you know, like maybe two hours, maybe maybe three just setting up just well <laughs> like, yeah that's the thing like i I've, i don't actually own a copy but a buddy of mine has it and whenever i go to play he'll already have it set up so mm-hmm. i don't have
1: to worry about that part about it <laughs> and then you leave as soon as it's done to, for him to clean it up yeah, right, yeah, put yeah.
2: It away. you kind of throw five dollars on the table and walk out oh
1: yeah, right? yeah yeah um, all right anything else for minute number one two five
0: no I, I don't think, think so was, thanks so pretty much, pretty much for having me again th- this week guys this has been
1: a
2: blast yeah oh yes, yeah. thanks, thanks thanks for coming and it
0: also kind of makes me want to revisit this whole movie so
2: i'll probably rewatch it soon it's pretty fun especially if the stakes are not that high if you're not expecting it to hold up the you know to be the next yes. tentpole in the star wars franchise and live up to a legacy and just be like oh, i just want a, a fun movie yeah. yes it. a little bit like an eu novel come to life it's this
1: Any other things you want to uh, plug, Last Chance? You've plugged Hinterlands and Minis and the Flophouse podcast, which, of course, everyone... Yeah,
0: one more more plug. Uh, My wife does a podcast that I'm occasionally a guest on, and I certainly help uh, produce it. Uh, It's a show called I Know the Owner, uh, Hmm. where my wife, who is a longtime bartender and bar owner, interviews other longtime bar people, usually bar owners or bartenders, Uh, general service industry people and they record their show in a bar so you get a little bit of ambient sound um Mm -hmm. and they just kind of talk about the business which if you're interested at all in the bar business or just people kind of chatting uh
1: it is informative and cool so it's real it's real inside baseball type stuff like
0: uh it gets a little inside baseball i mean they you know Uh there's certain things they have to omit but there's a fair amount of uh, there is a fair amount of talk about a lot of it is just kind of trying to figure out where, like how people fall into the bar business. And, uh, it's also fun cause she is often surprised, like all people from all different walks of life end up, uh, working in bars and, uh, but there's also kind of like a shared language that everybody has. Um, yeah. and and she's recorded episodes uh, with bars around the country with people she's never met before, uh, so it's pretty cool.
1: Oh, that does sound cool. And what's the name yeah. of it? Uh, I know the owner. I I know the owner. All right. Hmm. Um. Well, Pete mentioned uh, that we're uh, almost done with solo a Star Wars story. We we're getting down to the final minutes here. So, uh, if you're looking for a podcast to fill that void, that looming void in your life, uh why not check out either of our two um not companion podcasts, but we do podcasts uh, with other people i do um a podcast with my brother entitled the godfather minute you could probably figure out uh the structure and subject matter of that podcast uh, we are currently about uh 79 minutes into godfather 2 we're hmm. in cuba so uh the excitement excitement uh ahoy and so you can find that wherever you get podcasts p what's the status of a b c d t o s these days
2: uh, we wrapped up the uh, original series. That's, of course, the, we, we went alphabetically through all the episodes of Star Trek, the original series, and now we are uh, slowly, maybe one a month, we're doing the original cast movies in alphabetical order. So we just released an episode about Star Trek, The Final Frontier, Star Trek 5. That was the first Final one. Frontier, that's first. Okay. And it'll be followed by motion picture under A. so. Got it. Yeah. Uh, what was the
1: consensus on uh, on Final Frontier? You know, it has some,
2: uh, has its moments. Not many of them, but it does no. have some. No. It, 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 it really was uh, it derailed by a lot of behind the scenes problems, but then also just kind of fails a lot. That's of, the one that
0: opens with mountain climbing, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. It's
0: weird. Yup. It, it is. It's a little <laughs> bit of a mess. is great. But... Uh, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big defender of uh, Undiscovered sure. Country. I, I love that, that one I, that, I think that's... that's
1: my favorite of the original series movies. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, well, anyway, you can find the uh, Godfather minute and ABCDOS and ABCDEVo the uh, the podcast you did uh, where you went through the the Devo catalog alphabetically, mm-hmm. also alphabetically. You can uh, find that wherever you get podcasts, and you can find us here on Monday up with another episode of Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute.